Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. That's right. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, live from a rainy Nashville, day three of SEC Media Days. Ole Miss has yet to go. As you guys know, they go tomorrow. So I'll have a lot of content for you tomorrow pertaining to Ole Miss's time at SEC Media Days. Uh, I will say, for the most part, now I know uh, that, that Roman Harper uh, seemed to not be very high on the possibility of Ole Miss having a good season, said that uh, there's a chance they lose all of their road games, which I guess in theory it is possible, but under scrutiny, I don't think that's likely, but either way. So Ole Miss has been a bit of a conversation uh, point this week. Greg McElroy seems to be pretty high on their potential, and there's that P word again, but he seems to be pretty high on their potential. And a lot of people are, around here are, are actually in that same boat. There is, uh, it's weird. I feel like there's more optimism from media people about Ole Miss than most Ole Miss fans uh, that I interact with. It's it's kind of funny, at least from my anecdotal experience this week. There are a lot of people here uh, that cover other teams and do shows in other markets that seem to to be really curious about this Ole Miss team and, and kind of high on the, the P word, the potential for this uh, for this Ole Miss team. So we'll we'll do all that tomorrow. Uh, the the plan tentatively is. Uh, a one-on-one with Kiffin will be done likely by Richard. And the players, me, I, I don't. it's going to be kind of a whirlwind tomorrow. You're going to get Kiffin and the players. It may not be all me. It may, uh, Richard's going to do Kiffin, I think. The expectation for me is that I will get the players. Either way, those interviews will all be lo- uploaded onto this feed likely tomorrow night or, or Friday morning. I've got to... We've got to do all that. We've got to record the radio show because they're, they're going to kick us out of here before we start. And then I got to get home. I, I got to get back. Uh, got to get back to Madison to uh, to see my little boy. I miss him. So, well, uh, but th- that is coming. That that'll be tomorrow. We'll do a lot on social media a- as well. But those interviews, I will put them here for for you. It just may not be tomorrow. Right after they're done like I'm recording in my hotel room right now. It'll be tomorrow night when I get back to Madison or Friday morning. Either way, you're going to get them. I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about that. I'm telling you guys, there is a lot of optimism from non-Ole Miss people about this uh, this Ole Miss team. So people seem to like what Kiffin's got going, and they a lot of people really like Jackson Dart around here. Um I'm not really getting any questions about Spencer Sanders, which I find interesting. I got one, and that was it. Somebody asked me about what Sanders is going to look like in Kiffin's offense. Other than that, it's dart, 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 dart. That's all I, I hear. and We'll see what training camp looks like, but for whatever it's worth to you, the media doesn't hate the prospects of Ole Miss. I talked to somebody that does radio in another market yesterday that's going to pick him to finish third in the West. Uh, that will come out today or, or either to this afternoon or tomorrow morning. 
to you know, get the order of finish and the all SEC teams and uh, and things like that. So I'll talk about that with you guys as well. Bit of a shorter one today. I've got a, a baseball thing that I've got to tell you about. And then uh, a sit-down with Takeo Spikes. It wasn't just an Ole Miss-focused conversation, but I think it's a good one. And I just finished it, and so I'm going to bring it to you because uh, why not? He's legendary football player, good dude. Uh, I asked him about Patrick Willis playing alongside him. I asked him about uh, Centarian Perkinson's transition to the SEC. And uh, there's a Mike Leach-Arnett question in there as well. But it's a good conversation. I wanted to bring that to you guys. But... I need to talk about this. So yesterday I gave you guys an episode about Ole Miss's transfer portal additions, Luke Hill, uh, the, the shortstop, Ole Miss's shortstop next year, who's uh, from Louisiana. A lot of people thought he was going to go to LSU. Uh, that, that didn't happen, obviously. He's, uh, he's going to Ole Miss. He's, he's a, especially for a true freshman, put up great numbers in the Pac-12. Uh, that's a big pickup for Mike Bianco and, uh, and for Ole Miss. His former coach, though, uh, had some things to say about him yesterday. Now, I'm going to read the quote. I watched uh, the, the video. So this is not taken out of context. This is absolutely within context. I uh, just I couldn't pull it from my computer. The internet here is being spotty, and I, I tried, and it just... I'm going to read it to you instead of play it for you. But this is not taken out of context. This is exactly what he was trying to say when he said it. And uh, we'll talk about it. But first, uh, from sundevilsource.com is where I'm reading this. But again, the video's out there. He did say this. Willie Bloomquist is Arizona State's uh, coach's name, by the way. Uh, said, one, acknowledged that Luke Hill did leave on the last day of the portal window. Uh, but he said that some of uh, Hill's teammates are glad that he's gone. Here's a quote. Matter of fact, a lot of them feel like we're going to be better without him and the attitude he showed at times, end quote. Uh, so, by the way, this is the same Arizona State that did the exact same thing with Jaden Daniels, and then Jaden Daniels goes to LSU and wins the locker room over right away and wins the SEC West and plays well. But remember, everybody at Arizona State was really happy that he was gone. It's weird that the exact same thing is happening uh, with a baseball player as well. Uh, but that is such loser behavior. And, and yeah, it, it's sour grapes and all that, but even if it's true, let's pretend it's not, by the way, but let's pretend it's true. Let's pretend that his teammates are so happy that their starting shortstop who hit over 300 as a true freshman uh, is gone. Let's pretend that the, that the team is happy that he's gone. It is very small, and I don't mean in height, you guys know what I mean. It is, it is very small as a person to air those grievances about a 19-year-old. I assume he's 19. Um, possibly even still 18, I guess, if he was a, a late birthday. But uh, to, to say this in a press conference about a college kid that left your program is the ultimate small loser behavior. Even if it were true, if you were smart and you were the bigger person, what you would do is wish him well for a couple of reasons. Uh, this can only harm your program if this is your attitude about your players. It speaks a lot about the leadership of the program as well, by the way. But th th it's small time, it's loser behavior, even if it was true. What an adult would do 
would say, wish him well, hate that he's gone. You can even say, you know, wish uh, we would have known earlier that he was going to leave, but uh, wish him nothing but the best, and uh, we're going to focus on the guys we have here uh, in Tempe moving forward. That's what an adult would say. But instead, he aired his grievances about a former player of his for everybody to hear. And, and I don't buy it. I think it's sour grapes. I think it's him mad because of the timing or whatever. But the attitude he showed at times is an interesting quote. Um, so a true freshman, a college freshman, wasn't perfect and buttoned up right away? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Watch out, Mike Bianco. The 18-year-old wasn't perfect. Ah, oh, you better be careful. It's, it, the, the whole thing is so incredibly stupid that it, it almost... I was talking to a buddy about this earlier, and he was like, it makes me more excited to have him. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm more excited that the coach was that in his feelings about the player leaving tells me that Ole Miss is getting a really good player. It's pathetic. It's small. Taking a shot at a college kid for... Um, and, and the worst part about this is the criticism of, oh, he just wanted to go get a payday. Like, when are we going to stop doing stuff like that? When are we going to stop pretending that college sports is not in part about money? And I have no idea why Luke Hill transferred. I have no idea what his NIL deal is. I assume he's getting one because Ole Miss needed a shortstop and there were other teams that were after him. And so I assume he's getting paid. And for that, I say good. But um, that criticism is so stupid. It was always stupid. But in an era where it's celebrated and legal is, oh, he just wanted to get a payday. Why on earth is that something that people think is like a, a shot. I don't get it. Have have you never in your life taken another job for more money? Have you never in your life asked for a raise? My God, the kid is from Louisiana. Went to Arizona State because that was his best offer at the time. I think he was a two-lane commit or, or something like that and ended up going to Arizona State because it is a, a better program than that of Tulane. Um, but he moved closer to home to play at a storied baseball program that, in bad years, still has 12,000 people show up to their games. Yes, he's getting money, and Arizona State, as their coach said also in this press conference where he's complaining about everything, doesn't have any money for baseball. They don't care. They don't have any money. They don't have fans, and they're really far from home. Criticizing a, a kid for wanting to move closer to home to play for a better program and start in a better conference, with more prestige, more players at the professional level, a better, more respected coach, and yes, a payday. Criticizing that, I can't wrap my mind around. It is incredibly stupid. The whole thing is stupid. It was a big pickup for Ole Miss. Sour grapes abound. Uh, I just I, I had to talk to you guys about that because... What a small, small, small person to do something like that. And if that changes the way you think about it, I don't think any Ole Miss fan read that and thought anything other than he's just crying about it. But I would take that phrase as the team is glad he's gone with the largest grain of salt.
I would. And even if it's true, 18-year-olds aren't perfect. I sure as hell wasn't perfect at 18. I am not perfect at 31. I make mistakes all the time. I have bad attitudes sometimes. I do. I'm 31 years old. I'm, I'm an adult. I'm a father. And I have bad attitudes sometimes. It happens. So an 18-year-old has, a, has bad attitudes sometimes, according to the coach. And anyway, it's all so stupid. I'm rambling. Forgive me. I was just... A lot of people can be upset about things, but calling a press conference to whine about the decision, a good decision that one of your players made is just really small. So, anyway. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. absms.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology and you are located anywhere in Mississippi. So, if your business is located anywhere in this great state and you are in the market for office technology, check them out online, absms.com. Tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So, you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me absms.com. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. Got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi, so there's one close to you in your backyard. And if you want a loan, if you need a loan, I needed a loan kind of recently. And with Priority One Bank, it's somebody that you talk to -to face-to-face. I got to sit down with somebody and sit with them across the table at my previous bank. I had to get on the phone and then had to get on Zoom and then had to get on the phone again. Because the people that I were dealing with, or that I was dealing with, uh, weren't here. They were somewhere else. Not with Priority One Bank. They make you their priority. Got online banking, of course. It's a one-stop shop. You don't need multiple apps to manage your money. Just an internet connection. Priority One Bank makes you their priority. All right, here's the interview now. Now, it's Akio Spikes uh, on Radio Road, SEC Media Days. Uh, Talk to him about his time in the NFL. Talk to him about playing alongside uh, Patrick Willis, which uh, he gave a really good answer, honestly, about uh, the the legend Patrick Willis and uh, some other stuff there as well. So good interview. Here it is right now to Keo Spikes, and that will end the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will talk to you maybe tomorrow night, hopefully tomorrow night, but I will have a lot of thoughts from Ole Miss's time at Media Days on the final day, which is tomorrow. Thank you guys. Here is to Keo Spikes. Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky, and now a member of the all-name team and honestly a hell of a football player as well. Takeo Spikes joins us right now. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, Can I start with an NFL question, though, from yeah, your career? Uh, a legend in Mississippi you got to play alongside of, Patrick Willis, yep. uh, in San Francisco. Uh, that was a special time. I remember that being, the two of you being like this elite duo of linebackers, one of the best of all time. What was that like playing alongside him? It was awesome. I realized coming into San Francisco, I think that was my 11th year. And Patrick had just finished, completed his first year. Uh, Mike Singletary was our position coach, Hall of Famer. And uh, the, the beautiful thing was I knew at that time, I'm not trying to get the headlines. I'm trying to win a ring. Mm-hmm. And I also knew I was brought there to be able to have the, you know, Pat, you know, mentor to Pat. Uh, Pat didn't need a lot, but it was more so of like how to be a pro. And when I got there and we hit it off, still best of friends to this day right now. But I have never, I've seen a lot of guys bring different 
talents and traits to the table, but I've never seen a guy who wasn't necessarily big in stature, but he was so explosive. Guy runs a 4-3. I've seen him drop offensive linemen weighs over 300 pounds. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, Pat. Like, okay. You know, and so I was like, you know, I look at this and try it this way. You know what I mean? So it was it was a bunch of back and forth, but it was an outstanding time. I, I really enjoyed my time. He helped. Pat helped me get another contract after that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, we helped each other for sure. And you mentioned teaching somebody how to be a pro. So yeah. as you know, college players are uh, – they're essentially professionals. I mean, the contracts, money, yeah. everything. Yeah. So what's the, the transition like for them? I, I know you didn't get that opportunity when you were a player in college. Man, I but wish I would have. Uh, I'm going to ask you about that as well here in a second. But what, what is that like for, for a 19-year-old that, that is now coming into the responsibility of, of getting a, a, a true salary? And in some cases, uh, we'll use old Mrs. Quinshawn Judkins, for example, a, a pretty big amount of money coming into him at 19 years old. What's that like as a college player with that kind of pressure now to, to be essentially a salaried football player? Well, it, it, it bring, the responsibility levels come up, and that means uh, I'll just get it tomorrow. What's that famous line? And I think it was in Rocky Three when Apollo Creed told Rock, there is no tomorrow. You have to get it today because now you're fair game. You got people who are going to be talking about you. You got people who are going to be hating the fact that you're getting paid. And just because you're getting paid, the pressure of a 19-year-old, you know, oh, if I don't do this, if I get a bad play in the game, he's going to ride me. And now that's going to change the court of public opinion about how people view me. So it's a lot of pressure. Like, I know the payout is good on the other end, but it's a lot of pressure. But that's the reason why in the consensus of, me talking to guys who are in their age range, I don't they the one the, the top one of the top few things they always say is I don't really get into social media when the season is going on. Just because everybody has an opinion. Of course I may look at it if I go through a couple of weeks to where I'm really hitting my stride. But outside of that, I just try to stay focused, control what I can control, and then everything else to take care of itself. So uh, you talked about that. You, you said it, so I'll bring it to you. You, I mean, high-profile college football player, you would have commanded a lot of money when you were playing back in the day. Do You uh, You said you wished that you could have gotten that. Yeah. What's your opinion on it, though? Do, do you like how it's structured? If you could change anything, would you? Uh, what are your thoughts on the players in the NIL and, and how it's kind of completely unregulated? The players in the NIL love it, period, love it. The structure hate it. The structure is, is what's causing so many problems, or the lack of structure is what's causing so many problems. Um, there's so many facets that I can talk about, but I want to talk about this one in particular. Not having any education when you get the, when you get, when you get it, if you were lucky enough to work in high school, you were making maybe seven, eight dollars an hour. Zaxby's for six twenty-five. For yeah, me. you know what I'm saying. Job, so yeah. now you're getting six figures immediately, or even double-digit five figures, thousands of dollars. People criticize the athletes, or the and the, the kids, student athletes, 
Like, why is he doing that with his money? He doesn't know any better. She doesn't know any better. Hell, I would do the same thing if I didn't have it. But now I think it's incumbent upon the, the hierarchy, NCAA, people like me, people like you, to talk about things that needs to be put in place. You know, the money is yours, period. But it got to be certain things that you need to go through in order for, I would like to think that for the money to be released to you. I wouldn't want to see a kid 19 years old just hand just handed over two, three, four hundred thousand dollars now reading up into the NIL millions of dollars. So it's, 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 it's a recipe for disaster. And I think as long as we can provide some type of boundaries around it, not keeping kids away from the money, but making sure that they understand the education that comes yeah. along Helping with them it. manage it a, yeah. a little bit. Because at, me at 19, there's no way I could have come into $500,000 and, and managed that well. Yeah. I probably still couldn't, if we're being honest. Um, so, obviously, you played linebacker. Uh, Ole Miss has an incoming five-star freshman, had to fight off Alabama to, to keep him in state, Suntarian Perkins. What is the biggest transition for him? Because they're, they're expecting him to play. To, to go from high school football where he was dominant and, and the best player on every field and the fastest and the biggest and the strongest to playing in the SEC, what's what's the biggest hurdle that he's got to jump in that transition to play in the SEC right away as a true freshman? Speed of the game. you got to handle the speed of the game. That is the number one thing. And it's not just meaning, okay, this receiver is fast. Oh, this running back is fast. It means the offensive lineman. Typically in high school, you can just go up and uh, I can throw this offensive lineman out of the way. No, he's gonna. You're gonna have offensive linemen who are running four nine, five flats, weighing over three hundred pounds, yeah. and they're powerful. So with that, you have to learn technique. You have to learn from a savvy vet how to be able to utilize your skill set and be able to shed and get off blocks. Quinshawn Jenkins, amazing. I'm talking about amazing player. Love it. But if I'm a backer coming in, I'm trying to lift weights every day. I, I haven't seen one person just tackle him. So it's, it's a way, it's an art to tackle. It ain't just going in there, I'm going to go. No, you got to go in there and understand this dude already squatting over six, 700 pounds. So the old adage of hit him low, that ain't going to work. You need to wrap, grab, claw, spit your mouthpiece out and bite him if you have to. Yeah. But like those are the type of things that that he's gonna have to understand. Like it's the little nuances of the game. And after you understand the nuances of the speed of the game, then it's the mental side. The mental side of understanding passing concepts. The mental side of understanding down and distance. Because when you go out and play as a player in high school, most players just play off of instincts. They don't pay attention to down the distance and understand that certain passing plays or certain running plays are only ran on certain downs. So with knowing that, that's going to be the biggest adjustment, and I'm going to be watching out for him. Yeah, he's, he, hopefully for Ole Miss fans, he's going to be a great player. Uh, ter- transitioning to, to Mississippi State now, transition with Mike Leach tragically passing away, going from an offensive-minded head coach to a defensive-minded head coach, drastically different personalities uh, as well. Uh, what do you think that's, uh, as a veteran team with a different style at the top, you, what kind of impact will that have on a team with, 
going from one head coach with one style and one way about him to basically the complete opposite. What's that like? I think Mississippi State did the right thing by promoting Zach Arnett from within. One that keeps the messaging the same, the familiarity, knowing that what's the expectation. And guys don't have to guess. Guys don't have to wonder. You don't have to have secret conversations and say, what type of dude is that? We already know who he is. Now it's more so the new coordinators coming in, being able to get acclimated and familiar with the new guys that they already have. That's going to be the big key. And the thing I'm really looking forward to is they're not going to be running the air raid offense anymore. Probably, I'm sure they're going to have some of the same concepts, but I truly believe Mississippi State will be better because whenever you're averaging only 81 yards rushing in the SEC, it's hard to even say that we can compete for SEC West crown mm-hmm. or even an SEC championship. Now I think with the new coordinator coming in, Kevin Barbe, I think he is going to bring a lot to the table. And he's it's, bringing a tight end. There's a tight end now. It's a tight end State. now. So, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot of good things to, to be looking out for. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. We appreciate you. And uh, real quick. Who's winning the West? Who's winning the East? I'm not counting out Alabama. I'm not. It feels like a dumb thing to do. You you never can count them out just because of they reload and Kevin Steele is back as their defensive coordinator, even though they've been shortage. I know we got to go, but they've been shorted. They've been short on creating turnovers. Last year was the least amount of turnovers they've created in the Nick Saban era, which is mind blowing especially as interceptions. But from the East, come on, man. Georgia may be running a three-peat in this piece. (laughs) That's the Kiyos Spikes. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll be right back. All right. Amen. Enjoy it. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.